0: edition of the denver nuggets daily podcast i am your host tj mcbride of milehighsports.com that is where you can find all the content that we put up at MileHighSports. sports just type in milehighsports.com into your browser window and then click on that nuggets icon in the top right corner that's where you can find everything nuggets related the nuggets are now going to the playoffs i mean it seems almost wild at this point but the regular season is finally over and it was one of those situations in which it felt like it may have never ended for the past couple years the Nuggets have had something to play for going down into the last week of the season this year though they clinched a playoff spot three weeks ago so there's been a whole lot of hurry up and wait going on with this Nuggets team which in my opinion has definitely led into their struggles in the final three weeks of the season but with all that being said, the Nuggets are finally on their way to the playoffs. They're going to be in a position to actually make some interesting noise because a bet that they made with themselves, essentially, to get themselves on the best side of the playoff bracket in the Western Conference, it worked. Denver now will not have to face the Utah Jazz, um, Oklahoma, or sorry, the, Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors, or the Houston Rockets until the Western Conference Finals, where they will only have to face one of them if they get that far. So just an absolutely crazy night. The Nuggets narrowly beat the Timberwolves 99 to 95, despite the Timberwolves being without something like seven players, I think is what it was. And it was just bonkers. Um, For the first three quarters, Denver looked like they could not have cared less about this game. In the fourth quarter, their defense turned up in a big way, and they found a way to win this game no matter what. It's just they knew they needed this win to get the second seed. They knew they needed to dig deep in order to get to this position, and they did. And they found a way to win. Regardless of how ugly it was, they found a way to win, and they did it on the back of their best player in Nikola Jokic. So we will get into all of the chaos that was this game, uh, Denver playing like trash against the Wolves, G League squad, Cam Reynolds turning into a splash brother, Andrew Wiggins turning into an all-star, uh, we'll talk about Nikola Jokic dominating when he needed to, we'll talk about Gary Harris looking like his old self, um, and then that will basically be our summation of the game, um, also I'll be talking about how the Nuggets master plan uh, for playoff positioning actually worked, and it was an insane parlay that they managed to make, one of those parlays that there is no... No way in hell you would have thought it would have worked in Vegas, but we'll get into how that master plan worked, what the idea was ahead of it. Uh, We'll talk about the Nuggets facing the Spurs in the first round of the playoffs, and then we'll dive into some questions from listeners that came through Twitter. So definitely keep it locked around here, but before we go any farther... Let me give a quick shout out to the Regulators Production Group. They are Regulators Regime on Instagram. They are the ones who made the beats on the intro and outro of this podcast that you will hear. Um, In addition to them, Terrapin Care Station is the presenting sponsor of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. So I can't go any further without giving them a quick word. From the get, you start watching and you realize that the Wolves were basically playing their G League team with Andrew Wiggins and Gorgie Jang also on the floor, and that the Nuggets could not have cared less about this game, which was so interesting because the Timberwolves were the team that beat the Nuggets in Game 82 to make them miss the playoffs last year. You would anticipate that a Nuggets team with the second seed on the line um, being at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves who had eliminated them from the playoffs a year prior that they would have come out with a high level of intensity and aggression, but the Nuggets did not do that. They did just enough to keep the game uh, within, you know, a possession or two on either direction, and they were never able to actually open up or extend a lead. And honestly, It just didn't look like the Nuggets really cared that much. Like They just didn't have the same level of urgency that you would expect. But still, despite all of that, in that fourth quarter, they ended up holding them to 16 points and went on a 15-0 run in order to win the game. It was an absolutely insane comeback where the Nuggets just locked down and became one of the most dangerous teams in the Western Conference, as we all know that they can be. It's just they are so inconsistent in doing so. But still, leading up to that point, the Nuggets were getting beat by the likes of Cam Reynolds, who had uh five of his seven three pointers drop, hit seven of his eleven shots for nineteen points, CJ Williams went two of two from three, uh, Gorgie Jang started at center and ended up getting eighteen points, eleven rebounds, two assists, three steals it was all over the place. And it was just bizarre to see such a you know a a B level Timberwolves squad to be this, you know just completely without talent and the Nuggets just not be able to hang with them. The Nuggets just did not play with that level of intensity. And it really wasn't until that fourth quarter got to about six minutes left or so that the Nuggets really ratcheted up the intensity and they ended up holding the Timberwolves scoreless for the last four minutes of the game and outscored them 15 nothing. But the Nuggets should have never needed a 15 nothing run in the last four minutes of the game to win by four over the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were sitting basically all of their good players in Taj Gibson, Carl Anthony Towns, Jeff Teague. There were so many players that were important to this uh, Timberwolves team that just weren't even there. So the Nuggets just really seemed like they did not come in with the right mindset to really beat up on this team. And for me, I think that the Nuggets are just done with this regular season. They look like a team that is sick of this regular season and is ready for the playoffs. And Michael Malone um, halfway spoke on that in his post-game press conference after the win, saying basically that that, that the whole locker room is a bunch of guys that are just eager for the playoffs. And that's what it felt like. Still, there were some positives in this game. Nikola Jokic was no pushover. I mean, he wasn't exactly bought in for the first three quarters, but he still managed to put up 29 points and 14 rebounds on 13 of 26 shooting. He may have only been 1 of 7 from deep, but... He was productive. He helped the Nuggets. He was very, very good, and he was their best player in a game that they absolutely needed to win, and they did, and they got the game from him that they needed to, so that was a positive despite the fact that Nikola Jokic probably should have had 55 points last night considering that Gorgy Jang had absolutely no ability to slow down Nikola Jokic in the post, on the perimeter, or really in any situation whatsoever. Um, In addition to Nikola Jokic playing well, Gary Harris looked like the Gary Harris of old in this game. He was attacking the rim relentlessly. I mean, this guy was getting downhill and just throwing himself at the rim, and he only only shot 5 of 11, missed all three of his threes, but it was the explosion that came back. You saw him get up and have a dunk or two in that first half. He had an offensive rebound in the fourth quarter where I thought that he could have touched the top of the backboard he was so high up. Like I had not seen him explode like that ever since he came back from his injury. So this is now three games where we have seen that athleticism, that athleticism, that explosion, that first step all start to come back. So as long as Gary is able to keep attacking downhill and getting to the rim, his three-point shot will come. And the Nuggets getting vintage Gary Harris. Harris. Harris back with the playoffs approaching could be a gigantic storyline. So keep an eye on Gary Harris. He is going to be more and more and more important as the playoffs continue to come along, particularly against the Spurs where he'll have to check DeMar DeRozan at the point of attack and also provide a sense of spacing for a Nuggets team that is going to need to hit shots against that San Antonio defense. So... Yes, the Nuggets won. Yes, it was ugly. Yes, Nikola Jokic was dominant. Yes, Gary Harris bounced back. Yes, they are the 2 seed. Still, the game was ugly and it looked like the Nuggets are just ready for the playoffs and thank God they are here. Um, the other interesting part of this game on Wednesday night was that it was that the Nuggets had made Essentially, and again, Michael Malone has not owned up to this. This is not something you will ever hear the Nuggets openly express as, as actually what they were trying to do. But the Nuggets rested most of their important players, Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray, against the Portland Trailblazers last week in their first of two meetings. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, in their second of two meetings. And that was interesting because... If the Nuggets wanted to put themselves in the best possible position to win not one, but two playoff series, getting the Houston Rockets on the other side of the bracket was the way that they were going to be able to do so. What that required was the Nuggets locking in the two seed by winning two of their last three games and also the Portland Trailblazers winning out. So on their third-to-last game of the season against the Portland Trailblazers, the Nuggets rested three of their starters in Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, and Jamal Murray, and he did not finish the game with Monte Morris, Will Barton, or Gary Harris on the floor. He played 12 straight minutes of Isaiah Thomas, Wancho was out there, Trey Lyles was out there, and Malone ended up losing that game The Malone and the Nuggets did, which was actually in their benefit. This is when everybody lost their minds. Fans were going off. Analysts were saying that you don't lose games on purpose. It was just one of those where everybody started attacking the Nuggets for a decision that they made that was never actually confirmed despite all of those different um, pieces of evidence pointing towards that. And to all of those analysts and fans and people who were losing their mind, this is why... Denver did that. Denver now, after all of their plans managed to work, is in the best possible situation. So let me just kind of outline how ridiculous this plan was. So the Nuggets needed to win two of their last three games to be able to lock up a two seed. The Nuggets also needed the Rockets to lose to the Thunder on the second to last game of the season, and the Nuggets needed the Portland Trailblazers to win out. So Michael Malone rested his guys against the Portland Trailblazers and lost that game The Portland Trailblazers then proceeded to win the next night against um, the Kings by getting a corner three buzzer beating game winner from Mo Harkless to win the game. Then (laughs) this is the craziest part. The Nuggets needed one more win from the Portland Trailblazers. That Trailblazers team, that franchise then decides, you know what? We're just going to rest our players. We are not going to put ourselves in a situation to where uh, we're going to help Denver and lose one of our players. So they rested Every single one of their important players. So last night, the Portland Trail Blazers ended up playing the Kings. And what they did against the Kings was play with only six men. Six. They had three players play 48 straight minutes in this game, including Anthony Simons, who is their rookie. Somehow, some way, they overcame, the Portland Trailblazers with six players overcame a 28-point deficit and won. I will never, ever understand how this was even possible. Six players, that's it. And somehow Portland came away with the most completely out-of-this-world victory of the season, if not of the last few years. It was absurd. And when you look at... At the box score, you had Anthony Simons playing 48 minutes. Gary Trent Jr., who's also a rookie, playing 48 minutes. Jake Lehman played 48 minutes. Skala played 41 minutes. Meyer Leonard played 42 minutes. Zach Collins, who was their only bench player, played 13 minutes in this game. And somehow they scored 136 points, outscored the Kings 38-18 to in the fourth quarter, and won 136-131 to with six guys so for the nuggets plan to work they needed all of those things to happen and they managed to get a mo heartless buzzer beating corner three and a win from all of the rookies and only six men from the portland trailblazers on the last day of the season but what was even crazier is that that wasn't the only thing they needed they needed houston to also lose to okc a day before and the way that oklahoma city won was that russell westbrook tried to draw a foul at the three-point line, accidentally made the shot and did not get the foul called. And then Paul George ends up hitting a game-winning three-pointer from the corner himself to get the win over Houston. It took just complete and utter chaos for the Nuggets to be able to get this two seed and get themselves on the other side of the bracket, but they did. It, it, I mean, I I can't even wrap my head around how insane that is, and I'm sorry. Everybody who killed the Nuggets for this, they have to eat those words now, regardless of what happens in the playoffs. This was a masterstroke of completely playing the game. This is finessing the entire Western Conference, and the Nuggets played it perfectly. I don't know how anybody would have been able to pull off this bet. If you would have tried to parlay this in Vegas, the book might have told you it was a terrible decision. Like, I cannot believe that they managed to get this to happen. And not only that, they had to somehow win against this Minnesota Timberwolves team when the Nuggets literally could not have played worse basketball. It was ridiculous. The last 48 hours of this season for the Nuggets was absolutely insane. And now the Nuggets will not play the Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets unless they get to the Western Conference Finals in which they will only play one of them because all three of those teams would have had to fight through each other to get to the Western Conference Finals. So, What just an absolutely insane turn of events. I am just absolutely stunned at how this was able to work for Denver. And thank God the regular season is done. Postseason is here. And the Nuggets best laid plans actually worked just an insane 48 hour period. So now that all of that chaos has subsided, the Nuggets are now going to be facing the San Antonio Spurs in the first round of the playoffs. They will be going out, and, or they will be staying home and starting their series off um, in Denver on Saturday night. That Saturday night game will be on ESPN and will tip off at 8.30, which will be Mountain Standard Time. Um, that'll be game one. Game two will also be in Denver on Tuesday, April 16th. That game will be at 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time on NBA TV. Then the Nuggets will go on the road. They will play Thursday night at 7 o'clock in San Antonio on NBA TV and then also take on the Spurs once again on Saturday at um, 3.30 Mountain Standard Time a day game and that will be on TNT. So Going to be a very, very interesting stretch, and I will be recording a podcast later tonight to drop on Friday morning about just all of the ins and outs of the Nuggets matchup with the Spurs. And to accompany that podcast, I will also have a big film study on all of the things that are going to be important in the matchup for the Nuggets and the Spurs, as well as my thoughts on what will happen and some predictions. So, if the Nuggets do find a way to end up beating the Spurs, they will end up playing the winner of the 3-6 matchup, which is the Portland Trailblazers versus Oklahoma City Thunder matchup. Whoever wins that series will play the winner of the Nuggets and the Spurs to get to the Western Conference Finals. It is going to be an extremely fun stretch. I am going to be in San Antonio for all of those games, so you'll be able to keep it locked to Mile High Sports for all of your Nuggets playoff coverage, and it's going to be fun. Like The Nuggets have been waiting since 2012-13 to get back to this point, and they are not done yet. They are hungry. They have been waiting to come out in the playoffs and make some noise. So it's going to be fun. Get ready for it. It's going to be just absolutely insane. So time for my favorite segment of this show, which is Twitter questions. And um, yeah, they all came in from Twitter. They are listener questions usually. I sometimes put it on Instagram, but I failed miserably at that right now. But on Twitter, I got a bunch of questions, and I picked four of them that I wanted to answer. First comes in from Bo. What is your realistic best-case scenario for the Nuggets this postseason? So, now that they are already here, finding a way to beat the Spurs quickly is going to be big because they need some rest. This Nuggets team is still kind of banged up and trying to get themselves ready. So, winning in four or five games would be very, very good for a best-case scenario. And then, in my opinion, having... mm, This is so tough because... Who do you really want to face, Portland with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum or Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook? For me, I think I would rather play the Portland Trail Blazers in the second round than the Thunder, even with Paul George's injury. Paul George is the guy who can absolutely kill the Nuggets. He can shut down them on offense. He can really create for others on offense. He can go up and really just... He, he's, he's a different level player. He is an MVP candidate that Denver does not have a matchup for to be able to slow him. With that being said, though, if he is still hurt, Russell Westbrook by himself is not nearly enough to beat Denver, which is why the Nuggets have won six straight games against the Thunder this year. Still, though, I... Yeah, I think it would be the Thunder is the team that I would probably take, that I would rather play, because Damian Lillard is a full-blown top five MVP candidate this season. Not that Paul George isn't, it's just Damian Lillard is not playing nearly as injured as Paul George is. So for me, my best-case scenario after I completely fumbled my way through that conversation that I just had with myself is to beat the Spurs quickly and then to probably take on the Oklahoma City Thunder in the second round. If they can do that, I would have very high hopes that the Nuggets have an opportunity to make the Western Conference conference finals in that moment and time. It's going to be very interesting how it plays out, but this is the best path for the Nuggets to get to the playoffs or to get to the Western Conference Finals. Um how does a game like last night's affect us heading into a series against the Spurs that comes in from Josh on Twitter? I got a lot of questions about if the Nuggets kind of limping into the playoffs is going to hurt them. And I'm at the point now to where I think the Nuggets were just so ready to get to the playoffs, they just didn't care. <laughs> That's gets honestly how it felt. So I am personally expecting the Nuggets to flip a switch once they get to the playoffs and to just absolutely blitz teams. And I'm very excited to see if they can pull that off because if they do the expectations around this Nuggets team are going to go sky high very, very quickly. So no, personally, as of right now, I do not think that this game affected the Nuggets as they head into their playoff series against the Spurs. Next question from Michael was asked, who makes the rotation during the playoffs who was on the court in the last five minutes? So I think the rotation is going to be your starting five of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, Nikola Jokic. Then you're only going to have... 8.5 8.5 maybe 9 guys you're going to have Monte Morris Mason Plumlee and Malik Beasley as your main 3 guys off the bench with Tory Craig kind of sprinkled in as well as the 8.5 ninth man off the bench so that's how I see the playoff rotation looking in the playoffs um, and then for who's going to be on the court in the last 5 minutes it's, it's going to be the Nugget starters and I know that people are still trying to kill Will Barton at every opportunity but the Nuggets are going to go with their starters of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris Will Barton, Paul Millsap and Nicole Yogurt in the last five minutes, just like they did against Minnesota. So that will be the guys that they close with. Last question from Zane. How should we feel about the offense going into the playoffs? It seems so hit and miss since the All-Star break. You were not wrong, Zane. They have been very hit or miss, but again, like I said when I was worried uh, uh, with Josh's question about if this game, how it'll affect the Nuggets going, to, going into the playoffs, I just don't think it's going to be the same thing. The playoffs are going to be a clean slate for this Nuggets team to come out and play with a rejuvenated level of effort. So I do not expect this offense to be the same offense that the, that, that the Nuggets play with in the playoffs. So it's going to be a very interesting end of the season, but I do think the Nuggets bounce back in a big way. That's it. All we got to do now is wait for the playoffs to get here. I will have another podcast up on Friday morning about the matchup that is the Nuggets matchup with the Spurs, the ins and outs of it, the worst and best matchup for Denver, what to look for, what to worry about, all of those things shortly. I will also have a bunch of content up on milehighsports.com. Also, make sure to go follow uh, milehighsports on Instagram. We're going to be incorporating the Instagram platform a lot more into all of the things we do as media. So Keep it locked to Mile High Sports. All your Denver Nuggets content will be coming out consistently from us. And until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for interacting. Have a great rest of your day. pros when the job demands more of the supplies you use most start with lowe's because at lowe's we stock the right quantities you need for any size job and at everyday savings like up to 30 percent off drywall drywall accessories and insulation every day when you buy in bulk order at Lowe'sForPros.com and we'll have your order ready for pickup with dedicated pro loaders to get you loaded up and back to the job site faster for your next job and the next do it right for less start with lowe's